Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to episode two. Footballers. Today is September 20th. 12.30 U.S. Central, 6.30 U.K. Paul, Matt, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, I think we're awaiting the Foot Web app. Am I right, boys? You are. Oh, yes. You are right. This has been like the most eagerly anticipated thing in FIFA for the last several months. And uh, it's funny to watch the the FIFA category on Twitch come back to life just for people making squads and stuff on Footburn. It's it's quite hilarious, but it's good to see that the hype is back. Lots of squad building going on. It seems like that's the new, I guess, content creation or as far as these creators on Twitter, it's all you see. Send me your starter squads. I don't understand it, but people apparently love it. Paul, are you doing some rosturbation with your squads? No, no. I, but I have, like you say, I've seen today, everybody is explaining the new chemistry style, building squads, and it's just fun because this happens every year. People have two or three starter squads have built that costs, I don't know, 20, 30k probably. And they pack a couple of decent players in the starter squad, uh, in the starter packs, and it's out the window with those starter squads, and off we go. Um, and you know, for the last few years, coins have been quite easy to come across um, early on in the game, uh, the, you know, with rewards and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, what used to be sort of cheap. 20, 30k starter squads. People don't really use those anymore because everybody has a one or two cards that are probably worth that in the team from the off. Yeah. Well, good news is, is the actual game will be out, what, in a week's time, the 27th. So we'll all have that one to watch card if you ordered, uh, if you pre-ordered. So there's that to look forward to, which I've never gotten a usable one to watch. Have you guys ever gotten a one to watch that actually meant something? I got Hakimi at the, the beginning of last year. So that set me up for about three quarters of the game. So that was real nice nice yeah Paul no no I remember getting Dembele the other year that never got any oh form. it was so bad that was you an know. objective wasn't it um what it I, can't I think so now, everybody did yeah, it and he was it, worthless yeah but yeah that's how memorable my one to watch have been I 
can't remember any of them. I remember I had Camavinga last year and I think he caught one upgrade and I think that was it. He ended up being an 82, but uh, yeah, hopefully everybody has good luck with that one this year. Speaking of the web app, there is speculation that, and this would be a first for FIFA and the web app, you know, because the web app launches pregame. Usually, correct me if I'm wrong, Paul, but in my experience, the the margins on trading before the game comes out is extremely, extremely narrow just because there's just so, so little liquidity on the market, so little coin fluctuation. But now they're supposedly going to allow people to purchase FIFA points before the game launches. As a consumer of this game, I like that prospect because that allows people to get started, you know, a whole week before the game comes out. But at the same time, those who can't afford FIFA points are going to be one step behind the power curve before the game even comes out. Am I wrong in that statement, Paul? No, I think you're right. I think it'll add a whole new dynamic to the web app. Like last year, the web app weren't really that relevant because we didn't have much time between the web app being released and people getting the game. But like this time, we're going to have a long period of time where the web app is is available. People would normally grind, you know, making a few hundred coins here, a few hundred coins there. Um, but if fever points are available, people are just going to load up, get the FIFA points, and the supply to the market's going to be going to be crazy. And I was just sort of talking to Matt beforehand, like a week with no game, but having the web app, so many people are going to be tempted just to put £20 on. There may be another £20. Trading's going to be difficult, so they're, they're going to struggle. People are going to think they're falling behind massively because they see all these mad starter squads that people are posting up and about. And... Yeah, people are going to spend money when when you don't need to really. You know, it's it's uh it's the start of the game. The game's not even out. Don't feel like you're behind already, or you'll be chasing your tail all year. Matt, where do you stand with that prospect of them allowing us to buy FIFA points before the game comes out? I think it's fine personally if it, if that's something that you want to do. Um, buying with FIFA points right at the beginning of the game is definitely the best time of the year to use them. Um, so if you're thinking of investing some real cash into the game, that's the time to do it. It will give you something to do ahead of the game release if that's important to you, if you're a content creator. That, that, like you were saying, Hunter, this seems to be the the bridge between games now where we're just seeing people probably going to be opening packs if they allow it in the web app, building squads, that kind of thing, doing SBCs, just getting all the boxes ticked and out of the way before the main game comes out and they start playing matches. So it's it's not a problem for me, but it will be interesting to see what impact it has on the market in general. Yeah. And, and Paul, we were discussing a few things before the pod. You were saying that you have a prediction on golds, correct? Yeah. I think if we get FIFA points available to buy in the web app, um, golds that might be 15, 20, 30k in the first week of the game are just going to get destroyed early on because, like I said, there's not going to be all this supply, but nobody can use these cards. So if you're building a team on, you know, the first day or two of the web app, it's crazy because it's just going to be sat there. You're just going to be sat looking at it while that, that while those cars depreciate over over the next week. And, and, and what used to happen was um, people would grind the web app, then the game becomes available, everybody gets the FIFA points, there's a big influx of coins onto the market, and then people go buy teams. So that's when you'd see you know, the the rise on the really 
um, desirable cards or the ones that, you know, everybody wanted to use. But I don't think we're going to see that necessarily. We'll see it with the, the more higher rated, more desirable, rarer cards. But um, not so much on your, you know, those ones that were usually sort of 20, 30, 40k. And we've got a market that's got PlayStation and Xbox involved, so we've got a lot more people on the market as well. So it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. One thing I wanted to, to run by both of you and get your opinions on. We'll start with you, Matt. Let's say hypothetically we can buy FIFA points in the web app, and let's say one of us or one of our lucky listeners packs, let's say, a tradable Mbappe day one of the web app. Would you hold? Because typically those cards, they haven't reached their full value because no one has enough coins to pay what they would hypothetically pay for the card. But with the amount of FIFA points that might be circulating, does that time period now get cut in half? When do you sell? Yeah, that's a a difficult one to to know the answer to, isn't it? And there's always the the joy of packing like a a mainstay super meta player right at the beginning of the game that you can kind of keep for most of the game and have that kind of almost romantic relationship in, in the sense that you've it's a packed player right at the beginning. They've been in your club the whole time. They're your superstar player, which Mbappe likely can be up until the very late stages of the game. So if you're using Mbappe specifically as an example, I'd be kind of tempted to keep it because all the other golds that you would use your money to buy will be coming down anyway, if that makes sense. So even if you got a nil for it, on day one, everything will be so cheap that you needn't have sold it and the team that you'll build around and will likely be affordable. So I would personally hold on to it. There's plenty of other cards that I would sell, particularly if it's sort of high rated fodder like your Lewandowski's, your Benzema's, which some people don't seem to think are going to be playable this year. I, I tend to disagree, but they're not the sort of end game players that you're looking to keep for months and months and months. If you get those, I would sell them. Mbappe specifically, I'd probably hold. Yeah. I mean, unless let's say they didn't have any interest in playing right away, but they wanted the trade, you know, 800,000 coins to a million coins would be pretty handy at the start of the game to, to get your, your snowball rolling. But Paul, what would you do if you were in that situation? If I thought there were better investments, I don't know, maybe some team of the week one cards that were, probably a better return than investment. I'd probably get rid maybe and then buy some of those. But that card's only going to go up when people get on the game and want to start playing and more and more people can afford that card. Um, I'd probably keep him and want to play with him. Like Matt said, like having a a day one Mbappe uh, in your club, you can make coins other ways, you know, but having that card first owner in your club, I would use that and build my team around that card and just let that price rise. Maybe sell it, maybe probably probably not sell it, to be honest, probably just keep playing with it. But like you say, there's going to be lots of cards that aren't going to necessarily rise like that, but it is going to be the, the big boys like your, your Mbappe, um, some of the icons, like some of the really meta team of the week one. They're the ones that, are gonna, that you're going to hold. Um, and it's going to be interesting because some of the cards that you think might not be usable necessarily might be a little bit more usable this year. Some of the ones, you know, like you said, a, a Benzema or a Haaland, you might get the game and then think, 
shit, this, you know, you can really make these guys work in a team. So then this is all the, the fun of a new game in it, thinking, is <laughs> are the big guys going to be usable? And, you know, last year we had Haaland and one or two others that destroyed me early on. Uh, so it'll be, be interesting to see. Mm. And if you're determined to cash in on, say, Mbappe, there's always that mad rush for people to build super strong teams just before the first weekend league. That's usually the sort of high fever point to, to be selling big, big cards, right? And mm-hmm. perhaps you want to save it for that. It's definitely a good time. Yeah. If you are inclined to get in and out of the market, Paul, which which days would you be getting in and which days would you be getting out for all of our, our newer players and traders? It depends as well, again, with if we have similar cycles. But um, let's say, let's assume we have a, a promo every other Friday. Every other Friday, the cards that you had the previous week are probably going to detect, you know, they're going to drop down and get cheaper. Um, Mondays have always, or this last year, have been a a good day for cards rising. So when people get the weekend league rewards coming out a weekend, that's been a good time to sell, buying in that panic on a Friday or when, you know, you get an SBC. So something that'll replace cards that we've already got. So substitute good. That's a good time to get in. And I do think panic's going to be big this year because there's a lot more people on the market. I do think there's going to be big bouts of panic at six o'clock when we get certain cards or, you know, SBCs or promos. Um, But then we'll get a, a steeper rise again, I think, coming out the back of that. So if it's anything like last year, like keeping hold of anything was just a lose lose. Like you, and I think that's the way that EA are going to go again. Like always getting you to look to that to that next promo. They just supply the shit out of cards. The drop become fodder very quickly, um, and want you looking at the next the next nice shiny card from the next promo. Yeah, pretty much. It's um, it's, it's kind of a a cycle that doesn't really change as far as FIFA to FIFA, but let's go on to, I guess, starting the, when you open the web app and you log in and you start your ultimate team, what do you, what do you try to focus on first? Like what are the, some of the things you want to make sure you do and don't do in the web app? So like we said, we just had a little chat about holding some cards. So if you pack a big boy, just, just hold on to it. The other cards I sell everything, get some coins in. So now I've got some coins to trade with. Um, Don't be quick selling stuff immediately. See if it sells. Um, It's going to be difficult during the web app because, you know, people are not going to be, like we've said a few too many times probably already, people Mm. aren't playing the game. So get some coins together and then you're not going to be making massive profits. So you're going to be wanting to make a few hundred coins here, a few hundred coins there, looking at those footbin solutions for the advanced SPCs because that's that's where everybody's running. Everybody wants packs. They open your starter packs. You pack nothing. Now you're wanting to pack something better, so you're going at doing the advanced SPCs. So that's where I'd be looking at. Keep, keep some of the cards that you pack because you might need them for, um, for these SPCs. So look at na- good nations, good links. Keep those, get those SPCs done, get the coins back from that, and then the grind starts. SPC solution trading is the the best way of making coins early on. Um, And I was talking to Matt a little bit about this before. People got banned early last year because... I was going to say, for solution trading, right? 
Yeah, when people put solutions on Footbin, that's where you go to find your solution in it to do the SBC. So some of these cards um, were going up to six, seven, eight, nine, t- going extinct nearly. And if you'd bought 40 of those and they had a max price of 10K and you sold them at nine, that flags something up on a year's end. So one little bit of advice I will give is if you have got cards in your club that are max price, don't sell them at max. Just drop it down a little bit. Don't be too greedy because people have been banned. And I don't, you know, we don't know why people get banned, you know, but people definitely did get banned early on last year for solution trading. Um, another thing as well is um, stadium stuff, uh, customization stuff for your club. Don't just quick sell that stuff because, you know, people are bored. People are on the web app. They're like, Oh, let's go buy a badge for my favourite club. Let's go, you know, buy a kit or two. Let's get ready. Let's be fully ready. Pink pitch lines, ready mm-hmm. to go. Um, so when, you, when you're packing stuff, have a look, see if it's worth it. List it up. Because one thing I've noticed with the stadium stuff is it's not always easy to search. So people are very rarely buying the cheapest one. So just list it up. You've got no, you know, we've got loads of time, seven days, whatever, six days, list it up, see if it sells and don't be looking at mad, mad profits. Just take a few thousand coins, a few hundred coins here and there and it'll soon build up. Yeah. Matt, you have anything you wanted to, to jump in on with this? Yeah. Just to expand on, on that point there that Paul was saying about stadium items, it's the one time of year whereby kits are worth anything. Because if you're a Liverpool fan, you're buying a Liverpool kit. If you're a Man United fan, you're buying a Man United kit. And so and so on it goes. So trading on those can be quite lucrative in the first couple of weeks. So it's definitely not something to rule out. And one thing that I found on the last two or three versions of Ultimate Team is as silvers have been more marginalised. Silver kits are worth way more than they've ever been before. Last year, for example, we had Venezia, who they were extinct pretty much the entire season. Just yeah. as, an ex- as an example, it was a very cool kit. Everyone wanted it. Um, but one thing I always find is that um, teams from the championship, particularly if they are rare silver kits, very short supply, usually sell for max or very close to. So if you're looking for something outside the norm to trade, they're usually good ones. It's something you can put in your club you might use, sell it later, whatever. The other thing that I do as a sort of starter trading method is, given that there's potentially going to be so much supply on the market if they allow people to open packs with FIFA points um, prematurely in, in the web app, you know, the normal market's going to be shot to pieces. So Trading will be a little bit more difficult and it's a combined market now. So what I tend to do towards the beginning of the game, and this is generally quite good throughout most of the season, but particularly at the start, is create cars that don't exist. So what I mean by that is say, take a central midfielder who's got some decent defensive stats, convert them into a CDM. Or if you're a bit weird like me and you liked Marouane Fellaini as an example, make them into strikers. You'll probably have the only one on the market and it will sell for max it won't like you won't flip it instantly it might take a few hours or a day but it will go if you're the only one who has that card so it's just something to keep in mind when you're looking at cards that you can potentially trade on are their base stats suited to the position that's on the card some of them are better in other positions so 
they don't exist, you make them and you profit from them. So that's usually a good starting method for trading that has, has done me well over the years. Yeah. And I was just having a look through Footbin as you guys were talking about this and specifically, Paul, when you were talking about players to list up, I want to mention that it's probably worth focusing on certain nations. Am I right? I mean, I was just looking through the top five nations in foot and the one with the most gold cards on the database so far is Spain. There's five pages on Footbin of Spanish gold cards. Those are going to be useful for SPCs. So whether you, you know, trade with these or you can, you know, find them on the cheap and store them so that you don't have to buy them later for SPCs, but these are going to be in high demand in the early days, I would think. Uh, same thing with France. France has four pages of, of cards on Footbin. Brazil's got a bunch, uh, England, Italy, so on and so forth. But don't just quick sell. If you're quick selling at this point in the game, you're throwing coins away. And you're probably going to wish you hadn't done it later because there's going to be a card that you want and you're going to be 10, 20K short and you would otherwise be ready to do that and buy it if you hadn't discarded everything. So take the time, like Paul said, list it up. It's worth it. It's going to sell. The other thing to watch out for as well when it comes to those those cards, say you've got a, a French card um, that's in an off league or you've got an English card that's in the Bundesliga um, a Spanish card that's in a, a random league, um, they're the ones that often give the extra extra value. So when you when you're going through and checking stuff that you've packed, keep an eye out um, for that stuff because sometimes you need a a decent nation with a random league um, for these league and nation SPCs. So yeah, just check stuff. Um, have a look what it's worth list it up um, and don't don't just throw like Hunter said don't be just throwing coins away because the that's come by early on yep and this is something that I did hear on another podcast I heard I think Ben from Foot Weekly mentioned this so I'm not going to steal his thunder but picking your kits it's something that I didn't even think about but there's often times where we have kit clash issues right so you don't, you may not know what the kit clash colors are because it's different every year. It seems like try to figure it out early on and maybe hold at all the kits you get until we figure this out and uh, keep the one that's going to suit it best so that you don't have issues with the kit clashes because they're really expensive early on. And there's just not a whole lot of them on the market because typically people just quick sell that stuff. It's uh, definitely something worth mentioning. Now, some of the things I saw a lot of people talking about was they emphasized a lot on picking your nation. You know, when you start your club, you have to pick a nation to get your cards. I don't personally feel like that is very relevant considering that the curve moves so quickly that you're only going to be using these low-level cards, these, you know, couple of bronze, silvers, and golds for, what, one round of squad battles before you get some rewards, and you're off to the races, right? Do you put a lot of emphasis on that, Matt? Not really. I just try and pick whichever nation I feel that my starting squad's going to most heavily lean towards just on the off chance I might get something useful but that's that's rarely the case if we're honest isn't it so I wouldn't hold too much weight in that it's not the most difficult decision you're going to make in foot this year so yeah don't stress out too much about that one you've, you've already got an idea of where you're heading yeah I usually pick the one that's going to be most helpful for the um, advanced SPCs or the the SPCs so it's you know if you're looking the the solutions and you see lots of Argentinians or you see lots of French, I'd just go with that one and then and then go from there and try and save a few cards that might help 
along the way for those SBCs. So you're not having to, you know, you, you might sell that card and then a day later you go to do the advanced SBCs and re- realise that he's one of the most desirable ones and he's 9k now because people are doing doing a solution off footbin. Let's move on to players. You know, everybody talked about squad building and I did a little look and I posted some graphics on our Twitter over the last few days. The range of players that you can use in certain positions, particularly the midfield, is why I started there. But there's so many players in the database now with these secondary positions and the new chemistry system where you could play somebody like Cadrado, who's typically a right back or a right wing back. He's got a secondary position as a right mid. So you could use him in the 3-5-2 day one starting out. He would be a monster in the midfield, I feel like. Plus, he's got five-star skills. He's great on the ball, great defensively. Matt, did you have a, a time to look at some of these players and, and want to talk about any of that? And I, I focused on 84 and below rated players because I wanted to focus on the more realistic scenario because most people aren't going to be going out and getting Conte and KDB day one. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to be focused on finding that that hidden gem, you know, like that, right. uh, like that right. Ramirez card from Chelsea back in the day that everybody had and he played sure. to the end of the game. Yeah, this is the thing I've seen a lot of um, online is people who are making quote-unquote starter squads, but it, that's the sort of squad you're going to have when it comes around to the first round of weekend league. That's not your starter squad. You're not filling it full of 84s, 85s, 86s. You're full of shit. Um, you're going to have to be a trading whiz to get a team like that or just get very lucky in packs. Or spend a bunch of money. So generally, most people should be looking a little bit lower down the pecking order. And realistically, you're looking at... 83s max, if not like 80s to, to 82s and, and trying to pick out some bargains from there. Um, I've done my own bit of research and the starting squad, and I mean starting squad, day one squad is heavily leaning me towards the Portuguese league, if I'm honest. That's where I think a cheap team, like a 10K team is there that's going to be very good for the first week or two of, of the game providing everyone doesn't get Mbappes and informs and stuff, um, as per being able to open packs in the web app, etc. But that's where I sort of started my research, and that's what I, I think I'm going to be heading towards tomorrow when we all jump on the web app. And there's some really good players there. And I knew there would be before we got um, the the database release in, in Footbin, just by looking at... Um, records of transfers this year it's it's become a much more viable league this time around than it has been for quite a while there always used to be a lot of gold in in portugal and there hasn't been for the last few years it's been plucked dry by like the premier league and, and whatnot but it's it's on its way back so that that's where i'm starting from i'd be happy to share a few of those with you if you like sure hit me okay you might want to pull these up as i'm going through them then but We'll start off with with a card that's a position that everyone's going to be interested in, which is the do-it-all midfielder. So we're looking at a card called Enzo Fernandez, who plays for Benfica. This guy has a good balanced range of, of stats across the board. Decent passing, good stamina, strength, aggression, even decent shot power with long shots, reasonably fast. That's going to be a good midfielder for all purposes, I think to, to start everyone off. And I imagine it will be cheap as chips. Uh, I'd be very surprised. Four star weak foot. And four star weak foot. Thank you. Yeah. I'll spotted. Uh, so I would imagine that one is going to be less than a thousand 
like in the first week. I can't see that being a particularly expensive card, but I think it will do a job for a lot of people and good linkability and whatnot as well. Um, another one, I won't go through my whole Portuguese league team, although I might share it in the Discord for people who might be interested if they want to have a closer look at it. But everyone sort of picked up on St. Eustace moving to Portugal as yeah. being like one of the go-to centre-backs. And again, unless we do get FIFA points prematurely, that car's going to be very expensive despite its relatively low rating. What people have been sleeping on is a card to connect to it at right back. Alexander Barr, B-A-H, Danish right back again from Benfica. Unbelievable pace, high stamina, good work rates, high, high. So if you want to play right back, wing back, even right midfield, potentially if you do a position change in game, that's going to be a really excellent card just for getting up and down the pitch really, really quickly. Not the most well-rounded of stats in general, but that purely ball carrying up the wide areas of the pitch, that's going to be a really powerful card in the early stages of the game, I think. I'm looking through this this Portuguese list. There's quite a there's a lot of pace here. Because, I mean, let's be honest, that's the first thing most people look at when they look at squad building and, and really want to do it. You have to look at pace first because we said last week, pace pays the bills in foot. But what about this... Pedro Porro, he's a right wing back with a right mid secondary position, 82 pace, but his stats to me are, are really good. 78 physical, 75 defending, uh, 80 dribbling, 75 passing, 71 shooting. He's got a high attacking work rate, but he's going to get up and down the pitch for you. This is the first time I've gone through the, the Portuguese league, but like I said last week, I encourage everybody to get on footbin and really scrub through this list and find some realistic players that you want to go after and, and build around them. But of course, Paul, that could all change, right? Because day one, if you pack, let's say Valverde and you want to build around him, now you're kind of limited. He's Uruguayan. He's the Liga. So you're going to have to pay that Liga tax. What, what would you do in that situation? Let's say he's untradeable. So you get a rewards pack and you get Valverde. I'd probably just get a triangle that, um, worked with him to get his chemistry up. So, you know, get some other. Real Madrid cards in there that were probably cheaper, you know, rather than going for the more expensive ones. Just get somebody cheap to go around him. Because we've said this before on the podcast, like learning to play the game before you start getting all these fancy cards will will pay it forward massively for you. Um, so, you know, if you're playing with some of these cards that Matt's just spoke about um, and not just diving in and and buying, spending all your coins on a team, I think it'll benefit massively. And with that, you're not going to lose coins on these cards when when we get more supply or just when they drop naturally. Um, so I think it will be worth using some of these cards. And, you know, if you pack a couple of decent cards along the way, which you usually do, you know, by the time you've gone through the advanced SPCs and whatnot, you usually pack something something half decent. And and that's the good thing about this new chemistry method. I think you can just sort of chemistry one or two of these good cards in with links, and then you can put some of the sort of cheaper. And, you know, what I like to do is get those untradeable cards and, and get my value out of them, use them rather than spending, you know, even if it's only 3K a card, 5K a card, use those untradeable cards, get that, get that value out of them because you know if you if you are wanting to trade and make some coins having them sat about in players in your club 
ain't gonna ain't gonna necessarily help you do that. Um, but I've just been looking at some of the cards that that you posted up, Hunter, and there's some bangers there, and you think, wow, they're gonna be expensive early on, um, and they probably will be. Like you say, Valverde, Lorente, some of the others from La Liga look really good. Bundes too, um, but we're just gonna have so much supply. These cards are gonna just die off quick, so don't be stuck with a card that you've put, you know, half of your coins into, and then in, by the time it comes to the first or second weekend league, is worth nothing. I've done that yeah. too many times. And, and like you said, you you touched on it. It's worth mentioning this new chemistry system. Let's say you did get that untradeable Valverde, and you wanted to stick him in the squad. You're not going to be penalized for playing him with no chemistry, right? You're still going to get what he's, you know, his baseline attributes are going to give you. I think we're going to see a lot of different variations in players because like Matt, like you said, you can go get that one good card. Let's say St. Juice is just like super overpowered at center back, but you don't have any players from that nation. You don't have any players from that league. It doesn't really fucking matter, right? Because you can stick him in there and he's still going to be good. Now we're talking about players that we could use some of the more popular names, but what about some of the unpopular names? Uh, Matt, you mentioned this being the budget bargain basement squad. Um, what would you look at as far as some low key, very usable, somewhat overpowered players? Yeah. So the way that I sort of build my squads for sort of day one, week one, pick a formation that I think I'm going to like to play first of all, then rather than just cherry picking players off their face stats that look good and insert them into that team, I'll do a, a detailed search on footbin, look at work rates per position that are ideal and then gradually just sort of ramp up the stats that they need for said position until I get the right sort of balance and in terms of what I think is going to be value for money as well. So I've got a few cars that we can go through on that basis. Um, and everyone loves a Serie A starter squad, right? Arrivederci. 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 So first one we're going to have a look at is Stefano Sensi from Monza, newly promoted team. I think Sensi's on loan from Inter, so we might have seen him in foot before, but looks very good as a ball-carrying midfielder uh, off the bat. Um, Not in terms of physicality, being able to tackle, but literally progressing the ball forward of excellent agility and balance, reasonable pace, but very good passing and vision. So your typical Italian playmaker who's very good at dribbling and bringing the ball forward, again, because of the low rating and probably not a particularly attractive club. I don't think there's going to be anyone else from Monza worth having. That one's going to be very cheap, but very good for a starter squad. Um, Let's have a look at something else. Um, Solid centre-backs. Now, if you like... Your defender's Greek, six foot four and very burly, and it's not a <laughs> great Greek defenders of years gone by from Serie A. This is Konstantinos Mavropanos from Stuttgart. This guy. First time you've said that. What's that? Did you practice that? No. Wow, it's impressive. I'm cultured. Apparently. Back to the point. Um, so Sorry. this guy, very fast. Um, 81 pace overall, although he does take a little bit of hit on acceleration. It's more on the sprint speed, but it's still going to be very fast for the start of the game. Six foot four, very powerful 90 uh, strength stats and high aggression. Good standing tackle, interceptions, heading, accuracy, all that good stuff. That's going to be a solid centre back that I've not heard anyone else talk about at this point. So if you go in Bundesliga, or well, God forbid, you go in Greek, and we won't judge you if you do. 
that would be one worth exploring as well that I expect to be quite cheap. Mm. Um, here's a card that I think could fall into a similar category that we got last year as Seiko for Fana. Um, a very solid central midfielder in league. Uh, Mohamed mm. uh, Kamara, who plays for um, Monaco. Uh, this is more of a of a Kante type player rather than a sort of burly central midfielder. Very fast, again, very high agility and balance. So again, this one's going to be good for moving the ball at the pitch. Reasonable passing, but very high stamina. So the guy is a solid chaser. And stamina is one of those attributes that's important to not overlook at the beginning of the game because there's not going to be many players with very high stamina until the upgrades start coming in. So if you've got a central midfielder that can boss the midfield and run around until the end of the game, that is going to give you some advantage. And um, the last one I'm going to go into from the bargain basement for this week is Umar Sadiq, who's a striker, Nigeria, uh, Real Sociedad. Fast by week one standards, 84 pace. Again, very powerful, 90 strength with good jumping, reasonable heading and decent finishing. Um, Okay, short passing. So this one's kind of a good target man if you like to play that kind of style. But I think people will be overlooking strength and weight and height at six foot four in favour of quicker strikers at the beginning of the game. Jeez. That guy's a monster. So this one might give you a bit of an edge. Yeah. Well, yeah, he looks like, uh, I'm not going to lie, he, he, he kind of turns me off right away because he looks like one of those players that it would take an eternity to turn. You don't turn when you're a target, man. Back's the goal. Mm. Yeah, well, sometimes you need to turn in foot, man. You, you have your back up against somebody and you're trying to call for the ball. You have to turn around and shoot at some point. But I know Matt will be there to, to give us a full report on the big burly lads, right? That's my style. Mm. Paul? What? Do you have anything you want to go over? I'm just going to look at the cards where I can spend coins to overcome <laughs> my lack of ability. Um <laughs> I'm only joking, but I've I've had a little look at some of the cards um, that you posted the other day, Hunter, and like La Liga midfield is just it looks of, really strong. Um, you know, I say full of good looking cards, but there's there's quite a few there. But I'm going to start off with a La Liga striker and Hel Correa, um, and early on last year. He was really good, finished absolutely everything. And his, you know, his stats aren't amazing, but for a week one or two striker, um, 86 positioning, 86 finishing, um, decent shot power, um, 79 aggression, decent stamina, um, 80 short passing, which I think, you know, doesn't hurt at all. Decent-ish agility, agility and balance. Um, and I think he's 4-4 as well. I think he'll be a, a really good card early on. I think you're going to see um, him and, in a lot of teams at the beginning, right? Kind of your pound mm. shot, Ben Yedder. Yeah, yeah, I, d- I do think that. Um, and I was looking at a card that links with him to uh, DePaul. DePaul looks really good. He had, I think it was, a 
footies card, was it? Um, an SBC or an objective, and he just absolutely bossed the midfield. And I know this 84 is going to be miles away from that, but I think for a card, one, it links nicely, you know, it's that link to Correa, but he does everything really well. He's got, you know, 81 stand tackle, only 71 defensive awareness, but it's 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 good enough. His pace is good at, at 78. He's strong. You know, I think he's, he's one of those that will be, he's one of the cards that will probably be a little bit expensive early on, but will die very quickly. You know, he's only got a, a three-star week, but we'll get out of everything day one. Um, and I think La Liga is going to be a really um, strong league for for these sort of tri- not triangle links but for these sort of linking helping link your squads up and get your chemistry up La Liga is going to be the move for that I think. You, mentioned he would, you mentioned he would die early on so I just looked at his price from last year Day one on September 22nd when the web app launched, he was 6,000 coins on PlayStation. Just a week later, he was under 1,000. So there you go. Yeah. And if you do that with your whole team, you know, you've just thrown away 50K. So these are the sort of cards that, you know, you've you've to be, you've to be careful of. Um, and we all want to use the best that we can early on. But, my advice is just be patient. Just use what you've got. Early on, it matters very little. You know, we're just getting used to the game. We're playing a bit of rivals. We're playing a bit of squad battles. We're not getting into weekend league quite yet. So just use something that's half decent, but is not going to kill your coin balance. Mm. Can you remember um, why a card like Correa was so cheap in the beginning of last year's game? The reason was, if you remember, is that they weren't putting 83s into any SBCs for months. That's true. So they just never gained any value whatsoever. They were just as discarded rubbish as everything else. So, you know, it was a very usable card. The availability just killed it, and we could easily see the same thing this time. So I think we'll see a lot of that card, um, but I don't think you'll need to pay decent money for it, as Paul was saying, if you hold off for a day or two and let the supply just fill up. You don't need to have your your day one playing squad on day one of the web app is the point. And and if we are getting FIFA points on the web app, this is the sort of card that'll just get killed straight away. So you might be able to buy one of these for seven hundred coins within a week, you know, it all it all depends how it goes. Uh, that's something you brought up there, Matt, as well about fodder. Um we're getting to the, the mindset of you pack an eighty seven it must be worth something. Um, and they're just not early on. 85s, 86s, 87s are just worth very little until we start getting a real good sort of run of SBCs that make that fodder rise. So don't be holding fodder thinking it's going to rise soon because... Maybe we're you know, investing in this. them though. Um, yeah, if you've got lots of coins and you're not going to trade and they're just sat there doing nothing, you know, 
an 86 is a discard or whatever, I, you know, buy a few, but it's usually a little while before that stuff starts to sort of get any momentum with regards to SBCs. But with this game, we are getting more and more content heavy and pushing SBCs out. If we get a really popular, you know, we're probably going to get, are we getting Harland player of the month early? Um, all it takes is for a, a good player of the month to come that's really good value, um, like that Vardy card was the other year. Um, some fodder will arise. Yeah, you made a pretty good point there when you talked about the promos. So I was doing some research here while you were talking, and I thought about Lucas Mora. Lucas Mora, two years ago in FIFA 21, I mean, we had quite a bit of content in FIFA 21, but nowhere near the content we had in FIFA 22, right? It started fast, hard, and heavy in FIFA 22. So in FIFA 21, he came out of the gate. He was 49,000, and he was an 83-rated center forward. Then he rose to 68,000 in October. He only fell to below 5,000 in December. That kind of stuff is not going to happen this year. You're not going to see that. So when you, let's say you have a card that is very overpowered, like an 83 Lucas, and he's selling for 20, 30K, hypothetically, get rid of it, dump it, get that easy coin because it's not going to last forever. And it's going to fall off, like I said, even harder this year than ever before. So if you're not going to use them for the long term, sell it, get those coins going, get the trading machine going. Yeah. There's, there's going to be a small handful of cards, gold cards, that yeah. are going to hold any sort of value and rise when when the game's out. Yeah. You know, especially if we've got FIFA points coming on the on the web app. Um, and, you know, I want that hyped an hour ago, but the more I do these podcasts, the more I'm getting hyped for this game. And, you know... It's going to be a long grind a week on that web app, so um, I'm not going to get... I don't think I'm going to go too hard into it. I was saying this to Matt earlier. I'm just going to chill and enjoy it and not put ridiculous amounts of time in for very little return. I'm just going to enjoy it, have a bit of fun, do a bit of trading if I can, you know, make a few coins, but let's not... um, let's not get mad with ourselves because we've got less coins than 90% of the pictures that you see on, on Twitter. Cause that's not the reality for 90% of the, the game, 90% of the people who play. So, you know, let's enjoy it. Don't, don't start chasing. Um, and I'm the worst one for it. You know, I'm terrible for thinking, right, we need to make some coins and we need to make some quick, but, um, it it does take away from your enjoyment of the game for sure. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up right here because I think we're just ready for the web app and ready to get this grind started. And there's not much else we can talk about it. Um, if you are still unsure about any of the dates, about when things are supposed to happen, get in the Discord. It's all posted in the forum section. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to us and get us on Twitter. You can get us in the Discord, DMs, whatever. Do you guys want to add anything else before we sign off? One thing I was going to mention that we didn't really cover, there's likely to be some sort of like silver squad battles objective. If you've got a few coins going spare that you're not going to be investing in anything else, just make an okay silver squad, just so you're ready for that early on. Because once that first objective comes out, 
silver prices will increase a lot. It's just something just to be one step ahead of the game. Very minor, but it might help out a little bit. Good chat. Yeah. And I'm I'm not massively into silvers, but I do see it. There's always those few silver cards that are, are really good that everybody wants to use. And, you know, they're the ones that you, you, you sell day one for 300 coins and then you look a week later and everybody's using them for 9k. So, um, good shout that man. I might even build a little a little silver squad myself. Not that I'll ever use it, but, you know, it'll give me something to do. Rasturbation. Good stuff. Oh, Paul, where can they find you on Twitter? Right fucking foot. W-R-I-G-H-T-F-U-T. And in the Discord. Um, if you have any questions, ask Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm in the Discord. If you've got any questions, just... Um, drop into trading channel or dm me whatever sounds good matt yeah at lambo matt1t on twitter or yeah ask me questions on discord and paul's absence you can join the discord by clicking the link in the show notes it's free do that get in touch with us get involved you can follow the show on twitter at footballers pod you can follow me at the foot hunter we'll be back next time when the game is out see ya give us a five star review you fuckers Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.